just told Ashraf earlier that we just came to relax here today. No bayan, no anything. Ashraf, mashallah, has been from some time trying to arrange this so that we can get together, sit together for a while. Praise Muhammad. Allah ta'ala give jazai khair. Now that we are sitting, one, two things coming to mind. I was all the time thinking what, what to talk about because something just on a general note. Inshallah, Allah ta'ala make it a means of benefit for me, for all of us. One incident somebody mentioned to me just a few days ago, so that's fresh in my mind. It was something that was very, had a very deep impact on me at that time. So it's coming to mind now, so I thought maybe we'll share that. <coughs> One person doesn't live in Durban, out of Durban somewhere. He had a quite a close taluk with Hazrat Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And uh, to a degree, quite an informal taluk also. So he's in business somewhere. So he says one day somebody uh, came to supply something to him, whatever it was, some item. So he, the supplier had one condition. Well, these conditions, nevertheless, are a different issue. But in any case, the supplier told him, look, this is the price you must sell at so that it doesn't create a you know, just four or five people I'm supplying in this whole place I don't want to start creating a competition between the people so everybody selling at the same price keep it like that so he said fine no problem so some time passed one customer came in and he said that uh, how much is this item so whatever for example 100 rands he said no but I can get it for 80 rands the other shop why are you selling 100 rands he said no it can't be impossible Everybody is selling it 100 rands. He said, no, 80 rands. Fine, that fellow went away. So now he started playing in his mind. The supplier told me everybody's going to sell at 80 rands, uh, 100 rands. Now this person is selling at 80. So eventually he one day sent somebody with the money. That person went and to the other shop who was down the road from him somewhere. Also a Muslim person. They bought it for 80 rands with the slip, everything, and came... So now when he came with it, 80 rands, so this chap phoned the supplier, said, you told me everybody is selling at 100 rands, I'm going to sell at 100 rands, now this person is selling it at 80, so the, he told the supplier, look, keep my name out of it, but these things seldom are kept out, they normally always fall in. <laughs> so in short time, I think that person got the call from the supplier and he gave him where the information came from, you're selling it at 80 runs, so he probably uh, had some kind of exchange with him. So here that matter finished off there, but now this other trader, he knew that this person has got taluk with Hazrat He himself, according to this person who was explaining the incident, Allah knows best, he's saying that everybody knew him in the town as a, like a troublemaker has a problem with everybody and always stirring up something so one day in the evening whatever time it must have been he phoned Hazrat I told him that this person is your murid and uh, I'm selling an item at a price I want to sell it for he's putting me in trouble with the suppliers now the supplier don't want to supply me and uh, is this correct so in any case whatever he might have told him whatever he discussed on the phone so it was, he says, about almost 
close to 10 o'clock at night. He used to sleep late, but in any case, a call came. And Hazmala is on the phone. He says, first, he, it was an unusual time. I used to phone him sometimes also for some, whatever it was, but never received a call at that time of the night. So first, he got worried something happened. So Hazrat starts asking him that uh, certain person is in your town. He's also selling some same items like you. He says, yes. He says, did you report to the supplier about him selling something below some price that you are selling it for? Is that true? So he says, yes, it's true. <laughs> so he says, but what? why did you go and report this to the supplier? If he's selling it at some price, he says, no, the supplier told me that everybody will be selling it. Fine, whatever the supplier told you, but there's not a Sharia law. So what made you go and report this? He said, no, well, he's going to cut the price down and all that. So then he's saying, Ma told him a little firmly, he says, then you're keeping taluk with me for what? The taluk that you're keeping with me is for what then? This love of the world and all the love for the material and wealth and everything, has this not decreased in you at all yet? So you're just keeping taluk with me just to come and go and just to appear that you got taluk with somebody. If you are sincere in your taluk, then the love for the world the tawakkul would have increased, the love for the world would have decreased, your reliance in Allah would have increased, you would have been content that whatever price this fellow sells at, my rosy can't go anywhere, my rosy must come to me. So he wants to sell at half the price, quarter the price, what difference it makes the supplier, whatever he might have said is a different issue. So in any case, Ma gave him a talk on the phone for a few minutes and uh, then he told him, now you go and ask that person for maaf. So he said that was the most, if he told me he must go and give that person a million rands without him knowing also who gave it, that would have been easier because especially the type of situation this person had made for various people and he had seen the rough end of it also. So he said the most bitter thing for me at that time was to go and humble myself in front of this person and ask him for maaf. Ma'am told him, you go and ask him for maaf and then you even tell, phone me and tell me that you went and did it. So he says, any case, the next day, he says this was a very, very bitter pull for him to swallow. But he went and he met that person and he asked him for maaf. Then he says, this person, that too wasn't good enough for him. A week or so later, he happened to be in Durban. So he came and he met Hazamana in a madrasa. And he started rewinding the whole story again. <laughs> and he's saying this person, this and that and the other. So Ma told him, fine, you are saying that uh, what he did was wrong. I accept he did what he did was wrong. You have also acknowledged he came, he asked you for forgiveness. Maaf. But you know him from when? So he says, no, I know him from his childhood. Because we were both living in the same town. So he says, from the time that you know him in his recent past, maybe five years ago more, what was his life that time? So he said, oh, forget about it, don't talk. He says, now any changes you've seen in his life? He says, no, I've seen some, many changes, alhamdulillah. He says, alhamdulillah, you've seen many changes. Inshallah, make dua for the rest to change also. So this person was more elated later on when Ma told him himself that this person came, this is what he had to say, and this is what I said also. <laughs> so in his own way, he says, Mahadra took my part. <laughs> but the lesson in all this is that those, those words were very, very deep. That this taluk, what do you, what do you call this taluk with me for then? Is this taluk just for coming and going? 
Is it taluk just for appearing to be part of a group somewhere? Or is there something deeper than that? Is there something in the taluk that should bring about some change? Bring about some kind of uh, change in the mindset, change in the way that a person views things in life, changes his uh, preferences, changes his akhlaq, changes his dealings. All these things need to change for the better. So made me reflect that we take the name of our mashayikh, we take the name of Hazrat Hakim Saddam Darakatuhum, others, our asatiza. But while we take the name that we are linked to them, has this made any effect on our insides, on our outsides? Our outside might be something, alhamdulillah, to some extent something might have improved on our outer sides. But the real thing is the inside. So when we take the name of these mashayikh, we associate ourselves with them, that we are associated to them, linked to them. This is that lesson, that what they are desiring to see in us. And what they are desiring to see in us is that inner change. That the whole preferences change, a person's akhlaq changes, a person's manner changes for the better in terms of how he conducts himself in his own house for that matter outside his home, with his neighbors, with his with people in general, how he deals in his business, and all these things. There's one incident of Alamgir Aurangzeb Rahmatullahi, the great king, the very pious king. And he was a great wali of Allah Ta'ala. In fact, he, despite being the king, never took one cent from the treasury. And he used to Right, the time everything was done by hand, Quran Sharif, he was a very good scribe as well, he would write the Quran Sharif and that he would sell the written Quran Sharif, he would earn his living out of that. So in any case, he was a very great king also. So one day on something, he was giving some kind of <coughs> gifts to people. One chap who was known to be a impersonator, he would like pretend to be this and that and fool people uh, like a kind of play a trick on people so he would disguise himself and come and then when the person is now really taken for a ride so to say then he would reveal his identity and so he was known to be a person of that but now that's wrong to trick people and fool people but when he came now he came in the line also I want something too so Alamgir Ali told him that now he wanted to actually just make this moment pass. They want to get involved in giving him something too and they want to tell him straight no also. So tell him, no, the day you fool me, that day I'll give you something. I'm not going to give you this lad. So in any case, he went away. He came after some time, but immediately made him out. He came disguised, but immediately made him out. You're the same person. So this happened a couple of times. One day, after some time, this person came to know that Alamgir Rahmatullah is planning to go on a journey to a certain place. <coughs> so beforehand, he went away en route in some small rural place there. And he knew very well that Alamgir Rahmatullah was very, very uh, fond of being in the company of pious people. Whenever he hears somebody is in some place, a very pious personality, he must go take the person's du'as. He 
was a very great wali of Allah himself. So beforehand, many days, maybe weeks or whatever in advance, he went away in this little place and disguised himself as a big Muslim himself too. Started making some wazifas and zikrs and now people came. Anybody seems to be something, there's a line behind. So this slowly message started passing along. Some person is here, is a very big Muslim. So as time went along, eventually now Alamgir Rahmatullah left on that journey. So this was his common habit that he would find out any pious people on the way. So the news came that there is one person here, very big Buzrug. So first he sent the wazir, his minister, go and meet him, see who is this person. The wazir came, the wazir asked him some questions. So he, he knew this is going to happen. So he had already planned that these questions probably would come. So he learned up whatever he needed to learn up. So coincidentally he got asked the right questions what he had pre- prepared. So he gave some wonderful answers. He said, no, this person is waqi, very, very, uh, say, ponchala admi, really somebody. So he came back and he told him, no, this is really somebody. He's got some top qualities. So Alamgir Rahmatullah came, met him, sat with great respect in front of him. Then after discussing a few things, took his du'as. And now he prepared to started leaving. As he was leaving, he gave him a bag of coins, gold coins, as a gift, as a hadiah. This person took that bag of coins and threw it. He says, what do you think? We are also the dogs of the world. So that made him even more, uh, started feeling even more respectful towards him. Subhanallah, what this person's caliber is. So he finally took it and walked out now. And he left. As he left and he was now already moving away, then this person now came running behind him and he said, where's my gift? I'm the person who you told me till I don't fool you, then you won't give the gift. So I fooled you already. I'm the same person. I just made this whole drama. You know me. You know me better than many, probably I know myself too. So in any case, now he had fooled him. But then he asked him one question. He said to him that the prize that I said I will give you, that I had already told you, you knew what it was. For example, now say I said thousand rands. For example, so you knew that surprise, you're going to get a thousand rands. But when I thought you were that great pious person, I gave you this bag of, that bag of gold coins, you also knew what is in there. That was worth maybe 20 times the amount. So you wanted, you did all this for a prize, and you know what the prize is, prize is 1,000 rand, 10,000, whatever I told you, this is 20 times the amount. That time you should have just kept quiet and kept that. What, why you threw that away? You did all this for the prize after all. So you should have kept that. So he said, at that time, I was pretending to be a true servant of Allah Ta'ala. The true servant of Allah Ta'ala doesn't just fall onto the wealth of the world. So if I did that at that time and took it, then I would have been disgracing the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. So in order to maintain their honor, I didn't take it. But now I've revealed myself that I'm not that person. So now I came to take what I came to take. So the Mashaykh relate this incident 
And they say this is a lesson that in associating with the mashayikh, with the Ahlullah, then we reflect them. And we should reflect what is in them. Hazrat Muhammad in the last journey that he had come to South Africa, so some people who were present on that occasion, he was in Nigel, and he was departing from there for Johannesburg for the airport and then leaving. So that was his last journey. Obviously at that time nobody knew that that would be the last journey that he would be here in South Africa. He'd come out two or three times. So the person who was mentioning it to me says there were a big crowd around him. And it was a very emotional scene. Everybody was crying. So Hazrat then looked at them and he said that Sheikh ki tarif murid karte hai. That the Sheikh is praised by the murids. The murids, they talk. And as one says that Sheikh nami parand murida i paranand. The Farsi little saying, the Sheikh can't fly, but the murids make him fly. <laughs> The Muris will talk about the Sheikh in such a way as if he can fly without even flapping his hands, forget the wings. <laughs> so, the Sheikh gets praised by the Murids. Now, he was a person of a deep caliber, very, very high caliber. Now, he's addressing everybody, this whole gathering around there, saying to them that the Sheikh, the Muris praise the Sheikh. But the Sheikh gets disgraced by the Murids also. He says, log dekhte hai murid ke kaam ko aur kehte hai ke fala ka murid hai. People look at the murid and say, achha, he's so and so, linked to so and so. So they make this a reflection of the mashayikh. So, here the situation is simply that our taluk, alhamdulillah, we are linked up to what a great silsila. And then the Mashaikh of the Silsila. And then many of us here, Alhamdulillah, we had Taluk, Razumayun, Sahib, Rahmatullah, others. So, this is the lesson for me, for all of us. This is something that just came to mind. As I said, while coming, I was thinking, what should we discuss? And when coming here, I still didn't even have anything that I should talk about. So, therefore, I told Ashraf, we're just going to relax here today. But with the barakat of those sitting here, these few things are coming to mind. That, Alhamdulillah, this associating with one another, this is all so that we can develop this taluk with Allah Ta'ala. And this is our goal, this is our target. The objective is Allah Ta'ala. The Sheikh is merely the guide. Sheikh is not the objective. He is not the murad. Murad and the objective is Allah Ta'ala. And in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, وَصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَ Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is being commanded that you spend your time, you be in the company of those, you sit with them. Imagine Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is being told, you go and sit with those Sahaba who are calling unto Allah Ta'ala, remembering Him morning and evening, يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَ Yuridun, the word murid comes from the same Yuridun, Arada Yurid. And their object is Allah Ta'ala. So the murid's object is Allah Ta'ala, the murad is Allah Ta'ala. The Shaykh is a guide. 
حضرت گنگوئی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ حضرت تھانوی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ مینشن دیٹ پرسن جسٹ میک ذکر ایکسیٹرا دین ود آؤٹ دا گائیڈنس آف اے شیخ جنرلی ہی وونٹ گیٹ دا کمپلیٹ بینیفٹ حضرت خواجہ صاحب رحمۃ اللہ علیہ وزد ہی آسٹ ہم دیٹ حضرت all these various benefits of zikr that are mentioned in the hadith sharif uh, there's no mention anywhere there that if only a person has the company of some sheikh or he's linked up somewhere with a guide then only it will benefit him those benefits are there in itself so zikr itself is the benefit so why should there be this condition of a sheikh or a guide for the full benefit So the Mashaikh, Allah Ta'ala blesses their hearts with sometimes such examples by means of which major uh, intricate problems are answered like in the, just in the click of a finger. And it seems like, subhanAllah, such a simple thing sounded so difficult but the answer makes it look so simple. Hazrat Maha Qasim Nanoti Rahmatullah Alayhi Allah Ta'ala blessed him with this Many a times people would ask some strange things and he would answer it in just few words. One day one person came and he asked him that, Hazrat, many people desire that they should be buried somewhere close to some Buzruk's grave. They even make wasiyat. Somebody in some town they are living and there's some very big Buzruk who is buried there in the Qabristan. Say, please, as far as possible, bury me somewhere close by. What, what difference is going to make? He's in his grave. That person is in his grave. Each person has to face his own end. And this wasiyat is of no benefit. But pious people also make this wasiyat. So at that time, it was a hot day and somebody was fanning Hazrat Nanuti Rahmatullahi this hand fan in the even before it was something that was senior to Allah Allah whether it's a, these things exist now in the Ekhon Zamana that we are in. So that person was fanning Hazrat Nanuti Rahmatullahi It was a bit of a biggish fan. The person was asking the question was sitting in front of him. So Hazrat didn't answer his question directly. All he asked him first was that what is this person doing? He's fanning you. He says, who is fanning? He's fanning you. He says, he's fanning me. Are you getting any wind? So he said, yes, I'm getting some wind also. So he said, did I answer your question? So he said, yes, he's answered my question. That, that person who had that taluk with Allah Ta'ala, he is now passed on. So that rahmat that would be coming down on his grave, that wind inshallah will reach those around as well too, to some extent. They will also benefit something. So, the point we were talking about was, so Thanwi Rahmatullah Alayhi, the Khadja Sahib asked this question, that the zikr itself should have been sufficient. So the replied and said, that a sword what does it do? He says it cuts take a person's head off so you see well, the sword will cut but that sword has to be in somebody's hand when that hand is moved the cutting will be done by the sword the hand won't cut the sword will cut but it will show its effect when it's in somebody's hand so likewise with the guidance of a sheikh, then that zikr is, the cutting will be done by the zikr itself. The effect is of the zikr. 
the effect is of that talimat what is the person doing himself the awrad, the wazaif, whatever ma'amulat and all the other things that are prescribed so that itself is going to do the cutting but when it's done in the guidance of somebody then it will bring its complete effect but this guidance is something to be taken one is that a general uh, discussion will benefit many things out of it but each one has their peculiar situations their own personal halad and in the light of that various things would then be prescribed now sometimes for some person there is no zikr there are first certain other things you go through all this first but that is only possible when the person has described discussed whatever his position is his situation is and accordingly that is prescribed for somebody it's a lot of zikr much more than the normal zikr that is prescribed so everything is according to a person's particular situation and when a person has committed himself like we mentioned at the beginning the whole idea is that change this is just bringing to mind that those who really seek that change we just discussed the one incident of something else which is more recent coming to mind one of our friends is not here now after this smile just left for Umrah today I think he mentioned to me one person he took the name of the person but uh, maybe it's better not to mention the name though it's on a positive note he was a professional person and a very wealthy person and he had worked for this person some time ago some years back at that time Ismail was working for him he said that uh, person objected on his beard and objected on his dressing and wanted him to change it if he wants to carry on working so he remained quiet he didn't say anything but didn't so eventually this person just let it ride Khair, that was many years ago now recently some I'm quite familiar with him because he comes regularly to Madhesa he's now past maybe just under a year or so he has made Taluk as Mufti Salih Sahib down Barakatum so Ismail is telling me that recently maybe a few months back now this person was his boss at one time and a professional person on a very high note somewhere and very wealthy one day he came to visit him a few months ago and uh, then he sitting with him after a while he's telling him what I came for actually is I came to ask for maaf that four years five years ago you came to work for me that time and I had objected on your beard your dressing and I'm sure I hurt your feelings obviously this was wrong to have even spoken like that about the or to tell you that you know what you know dress like this then we can't carry on working here that itself was wrong but I hurt your feelings also so I came to ask for maaf he says he was astounded that what happened now how did this happen so then he says no my chef told me that anybody I have hurt in any way whatsoever if I want to continue now first I must go and sort all that out and come so now I have started from one side but you are also on the list so today I came to visit you so this is that what we were talking about right at the beginning that this that statement Hazrat Muhammad Sahib Rahmatullahi had made to the person that what is the benefit of your taluk with me 
that you are keeping taluk, what is the objective? Is it just to be part of a group or just to say, well, I'm linked to so-and-so? There is some objective behind it, There's something that should come out of it. So what should come out of it is what is being desired, the change in everything. And more often than not, people judge us in the light of our mu'amalat, mu'asharat and akhlaq. Our ibadat, we can be making tahajjud the whole night, let alone others, even non-Muslims for that matter. Non-Muslims don't even say our farz namaz. A Muslim person, somebody who is in our community, etc., will see us in the masjid. So he'll know, okay, this person is regular with his namaz, he's there for fajr also. A non-Muslim doesn't even say our farz namaz too. Fasting, even the Muslim can't say. Our zakat, when we gave it, nobody knows. If we gave it or didn't give it to, nobody knows. And Hajj a person will go and come, so those will know, will know. So ibadat is hidden. Generally, ibadat is hidden. To the non-Muslim, it's totally hidden. To the Muslim also, well, some things are visible, some things are not. Our aqaid is deep down in our heart. That only Allah Ta'ala knows. What is the extent of tawakkul inside? Besides the aqaid, the other conditions of the heart. What is the extent of a person's istighna, his tawakkul, his taqwa, and all the other various qualities of the heart? This only Allah Ta'ala knows. But what everybody knows and everybody sees, everybody experiences, everybody keeps uh, looking at and judging us in is the aspects of mu'amalat, our dealings, monetary dealings, how we deal with people. Many a time this is where we slip. And our mu'asharat, our social interaction, with our family members, wife and children, parents, neighbors, brothers and sisters, extended family. So the mu'asharat, everybody judges us on that. Because everybody can see it. They're all dealing with us, interacting with us. And our akhlaq. Even the non-Muslim is dealing with us. Our customer is dealing with us. Our supplier is dealing with us. Our neighbor is dealing with us. Anyone and everyone. So in that process of dealing with us, in that process of that mu'amalat and mu'asharat, they see our akhlaq also. What kind of akhlaq the person has. And this is what they used to pass a judgment on. But Hazrat was making the point that what is the purpose of your taluk? Now, what example are you setting? So, we are all weak, we are all insan, we all make our mistakes, we all slip up, we have our ups and downs. Insan is insan. But this again, when an insan slips up, this is his kamal. That he acknowledges his mistake in the footsteps of Adam Shaitan also did something and Adam also slipped up as a mistake. Shaitan did it deliberately. Adam was totally mistake. Forgot. It wasn't something deliberate. But Shaitan did something deliberately and tried to justify it. That why should I bow down to Adam created me out of fire, created him out of dust. The fire goes up, dust is down, fire is greater. Why should I bow down to him? So he did something deliberately and he still tried to justify it. Because now he's being questioned, 
that why didn't you make sajda? So he's justifying it. Adam al-Islam completely forgot. The Quran Sharif testifies to it. And he forgot. It slipped his mind. He ate out of the tree, having forgotten the command. He didn't do it deliberately. But yet when he was now questioned, immediately what was the response? Rabbana walamna anfusana. Oh Rabb, we have wronged ourselves. So these two lines have carried on from that time. One is a line from Shaitan, the other is the legacy of Adam Salam. The line and the legacy of Shaitan is to try and justify even the wrong. That a person premeditates some wrong also sometimes, or sometimes by mistake he did some wrong, whatever the case is, but to justify it. That's a legacy of Shaitan. The legacy of Adam Salam to acknowledge one's mistake and to seek forgiveness. So Adam left this legacy. So we are insan. We will slip up sometimes in something or the other, but this is the kamal of an insan that when he slips up out of human nature, then he recognizes number one his mistake, he acknowledges it, and then he makes amends for it. That's a kamal of them. So it's not... Uh, something that is that he made a mistake so this is the end of the world he's insan he's not a farishta, he's not an angel if he was somebody that would make no mistakes then he wouldn't be living on the earth he'll be living in the skies but his kamal is now that when he has slipped up he acknowledges that yes this is a mistake and he recognizes his mistake, he acknowledges it and then he makes amends for it he will then repair the wrong he will seek the pardon he will make good whatever was done wrong if somebody was done down in some way he will go and make good what I did was wrong the sheikh of our sheikh keep his shadow over us for a long time inshallah so one day on khadim or somebody who used to come regularly to his majlis. So one day that person did something which wasn't right. Whatever, he made some mistake. So the Purpuri reprimanded him. But then he reprimanded him a little, maybe extra. That person then went away. Now it crossed his mind that the reprimand wasn't according to the mistake. The mistake he made, fine, he needed to be reprimanded, but I exceeded in the limit. What he did, didn't deserve that kind of reprimand. Now it's already evening, and this person has gone, he's living somewhere deep in the rural area somewhere, he doesn't even know where he lives, he set out of his house immediately to go and find him. And now he is walking, he forgot where he's going, in going through the fields and the whatever, and he reached there when it was dark already, after finding out and finally he knocked at the person's door. This person came out, he got a shock of his life. The Hazrat is standing here. Hazrat, you came now here? He says, no, I had scolded you more than was necessary. I came to ask you for forgiveness. He says, Hazrat, I don't even, I didn't even take any offense to it. I'm your servant. And what, what forgiveness are you asking me for? He says, I'm not going to leave from here until you don't forgive me. He says, but 
there's no such thing as any forgiveness because you haven't hurt me in any way. If you reprimanded me, it was for my benefit. He says, no, no, I exceeded the bounds in how much I reprimanded you. You didn't deserve to be reprimanded that much. So till you don't forgive me, I'm not giving you. He says, okay, Hazrat, if that's what's going to please you, I forgive you. Though in my heart, I know you didn't hurt me in any way, but fine, just to please you, here I will say it that I forgive you. After that, now he returned and came back home. But he couldn't wait for the next morning also to do it. That maybe the next morning is too late. The next morning might not happen. Person next morning might be already in the qabr. But this comes from the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. This comes from those who have understood and realized what the entire objective is. One is the zahir, our outer selves. But together with that is the batin, the inner self. And the batin is what the judgment is actually going to be made on. So to bring that akhlaq in order, to bring that muamalat or dealings also in order, the muasharat in order, and all the other things of deen, to bring this in line, this is the whole objective. This is islah. And islah means reformation. Reformation is that something which is not in order to bring it in order. That is reformation. If something is not in order, but it got covered up, so for example, the engine is completely rusted, the car is rusted, the body, the engine is seized. So now, they remove all the rusted panels out. So the engine is seized, everything is seized. They remove all the rusted panels out and put all completely brand new panels. And it's shining. But now somebody tries to start that car, that engine is still seized. So that external very sparkling appearance of that car is not going to resolve it. That's not called reformation yet. That car hasn't been reformed. It's just been just polished from the outside. That too is going to be required because those rusty panels also are going to have to be repaired and re replaced. But the engine is the main thing. That engine is going to have to be re overhauled and whatever is necessary to be done with it. So this islah and reformation and tazkiyah, all this, this is the objective how we rectify our inner sides, how we bring the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala and that consciousness which takes us towards rectifying all the branches of deen, rectifying our imaniyat, our ibadat, bringing the khushu and khuzu in our salah, being uh, conscious of Allah Ta'ala all the time, refraining from guna, then our mu'amalat come in order and many a times this is where the real test comes real test comes in mu'amalat. Nowadays, a person's three-quarter islah gets done in his mu'amalat. If he's conscious and really very, very careful in his mu'amalat and mu'asharat, three-quarter of his islah will get done there. And in terms of mu'asharat, many say that whatever islah the sheikh can't make, the wife will make. <laughs> so, then his, whatever the any deficiency got left, all the polishing will be over by the time, inshallah. So, the thing is that this is reformation, that everything is reformed. The outside is reformed also, the inside is reformed also. Otherwise, if the outside is only shining, sooner or later the inner will expose itself. Like a fruit, the peel is excellent, shining. But there's a problem inside. Leave it for one day, two days, that inside is going to expose itself somewhere. It'll start bubbling out somewhere. Mm. And the person bought it, when he bought it, it was excellent. 
It was looking nice, but he took it home now. The next morning he wants to eat it. He says something wrong here already. So the inside, if that is not in order, is going to expose itself outside. If the inside comes right, it will make the outside right also. That too, sometimes people say, well, you know, it's all in the heart. Like for example, sometimes some people say that, no, I don't make parada, parada is in the heart. So one alim gave the answer and said that the heart is already in parada. It's hidden inside. The heart is in parada. You don't have to put the heart in parada. Now the outside has to be put in parada. What is in parada leaves that. Don't worry about that. What is supposed to be in parada, now put that in parada. So many a time the person says, no, everything, everything is in the heart. So everything is not meant to be in the heart only. There are certain things which are supposed to now bring themselves out and expose themselves out also. Person then will start saying, I read namaz in my heart also. Like one person, he was one bogus peer. So one day he came, so the person who was his host told his wife, you got a very big sheikh that came today. So in the process he mentioned he's a very very great person he even reads his namaz in Madina Sharif so Ajib person sitting here he reads his namaz in Madina Sharif this is really something so now this person wanted to impress the gathering also so while he's sitting there in the middle of that gathering suddenly he shouting and chasing something away you know, nobody can see anything they're all wondering what's going on here you now He's saying, go away from here. After a while, he, like as if he's wiping the sweat off his forehead, he says, no man, that dog was almost entering the Haram Sharif. Man. I just chased it away. Subhanallah, Nara Takbir. So now that wife is also hearing all this, she says, this is something you know, really never heard about all this in our life. So in any case, now after all this was over, now the time came for meals. So this person brought the food and came now as the, his wife presented it that's how he brought it and came so now it was all rice stacked up so now he's sitting and waiting so now he's waiting for the sinkers now <laughs> <laughs> so waited, waited so the person went, his wife said no everything is there so he came back, he's not saying anything so finally he says what's going on here you, know, you brought the rice so then his wife from inside said chase him out of here, he can't see the sinkers buried under the rice, he saw the dog in the Haram Sharif. <laughs> so, so these kind of boguses also sometimes to try and hijack people, hijack people's deen. In the process of hijacking the dunya, they hijack the deen also. So in any case, what we were talking about is that the inside will expose itself somewhere if it's not reformed. But the outside if the inside is made, it will make the outside. It's not possible that a person's inside is made and the outside doesn't get made. So this too is a fallacy that no, everything is inside. Outside also has to be made. The inside also has to be made. And this is the effort. Nothing happens overnight. Nothing happens in one day, one month, one year. But there's an effort, there's a direction, there's a destination. And provided a person has his objectives in front. But how is this overcome? The problems that come up, and how does this reformation take place? That is the process of the ittila and ittiba. That a person is regularly relating the issues that come up. One is that person only waits to relate some wonderful dream about himself that he saw. That I didn't know how high, but I saw myself flying. 
So only wait to see how high we're flying. So the thing is that the issues that come up, what are the issues that affect us in day-to-day life? And where we are slipping up. Where we are slipping up, that is what we are meant to be taking advice on. Because a person doesn't go to the doctor to say, Dr. Sahib, I came to meet you. I came to tell you, alhamdulillah, everything is very well. You say, very well, mashallah, you sit at home. Everything is very well. Then you sit at home. And the doctor Sahib is sitting here. I don't know if any patient comes to him and asks him, that, what should I do? I'm very well. <laughs> very well, mashallah, carry on. The patient comes to say that, I've got this problem. I've got this ailment. I've got this illness. So now he comes for treatment. So a person comes to discuss what the problem is. What is in place is in place, alhamdulillah. So the person is flying, alhamdulillah is flying, carry on flying. <laughs> but where we are seeming to be crashing, that is where we have to be taking our advice, whether it's in terms of mu'amalat, whether in terms of mu'asharat, in terms of akhlaq, in terms of ibadat. Many a times this is not something to discuss in, a, in this manner, but nevertheless, sometimes a person comes and he discusses his halat and so many things and whatever else. And then sometimes out of the blue, this has happened from, meaning from outside, a couple of times this has happened, people from a distance, and the person's correspondence comes and whatever else, mashallah, everything looking very positive. And then suddenly sometimes it will be something that his wife will send some, that I don't know for long now I'm trying to get my husband to make fajr namaz with jamaat, but not one day he's going. And now this person is only talking about how high he's flying. But now this was for him to have discussed that I have this difficulty, what should I do, how do I overcome this? That is the objective, that how we move forward towards Allah Ta'ala. The object and the murad is Allah Ta'ala. Not just to appease anybody else on the surface of this earth, make somebody else happy. Allah Ta'ala must become happy. That is the objective. So where our difficulties are, the whole objective is to overcome those difficulties. Somebody's difficulties in his namaz, somebody's difficulties in terms of giving his zakat correctly. Many a person, sometimes they come, we just discharge our zakat haphazardly, uh, we don't take any real hisab kitab, and the person is saying to, I'm sure that we short paying. So now this is something to now, how to overcome this disease, it's a malady. Somebody, he can't control his eyes. Somebody's heart is in something else. Somebody, it's in his mu'amalat maybe. Now he's dealing in a way which is incorrect. Or how he's treating his employees for that matter. He's realizing it, I'm doing it wrong. Or how he's dealing with his employer for that matter. And then in our mu'asharat, our domestic life, our life with our parents, with our extended family, and then our akhlaq issues. So now, we are all insan. Nobody is perfect. Nobody has uh, any chip on their shoulder that anybody is better than the other. We are all human beings. We are all the weak servants of Allah Ta'ala. And trip and fall, and, but we got to wake up and move. Hazrat Shah Wasilah is that very famous poem, which Hazrat Mahi Sahib used to repeatedly mention, Is tarah se te ki humne manzile gir gaye this is how we reach Allah Ta'ala. He is uh, giving the sort of the prescription that the Ahlullah are giving. This is how we reach Allah Ta'ala. 
gir gaye, we also fell. We are human beings, we are insan, we are weak, we fall. But gir gaye, gir kar uthe. And we fell down, we didn't remain down there in the gutter. We woke up, made sincere toba, istighfar, cry to Allah Ta'ala, seek his forgiveness, gir kar uthe, uth kar chale. And keep walking. When a person starts walking again, there is no guarantee that he won't fall again. But if his destination is in front of him, his objective is in front of him, and his determination is there, then inshallah, even if he by chance falls down, he'll get the topic of waking up. But he has to keep his objective in front, he has to keep his destination in front of him. And this is why Allah has kept the door of Tawbah open. And kept the door of istighfar for us. These are my weak servants. But they will keep making Tawbah and istighfar and they'll come back to me. So, in a nutshell, this is what this is all about. That how we can get to Allah Ta'ala. And in all our aspects of life, how we can reform ourselves, this islah, this tazkiyah. And to Hazrat Thami Rahmatullah he had prescribed to some people, that keep a paper and pen with you all the time. Something you realize immediately, this is a deficiency in me. So write it down. And then keep checking now. One day is gone, two days, five days. How many times this has happened again? So it means now this is a problem. Now I need to rectify it. So now discuss it. So fine, immediately you detected it. See whether it, it was a once-off thing. So something in passing. Fine, if it didn't happen again, forget about it. Make Toba, Istighfar and carry on. You don't have to take it anywhere. But this is becoming a recurring situation. That anger doesn't seem to be coming under control. Every now and then there's an outburst of anger. All in sundry. The eyes just don't seem to be coming under control. The heart is not coming under control. This is becoming a recurring thing. So now, now this needs treatment. Now this needs to be rectified. So now discuss it. Rectify it. So write it down. Keep looking at it. And then now this has reached a point. Now discuss it. Take the advice. Take the guidance and move ahead. Allah has put ajeeb barkat in that mashwara. At Mashwara, many a times, a person, when he has gone to somebody to seek advice, that reply that he got wasn't in the mind and heart of the person from far away also. But he did what was in his capacity to ask who he felt would be able to guide him. He made the effort, Allah Ta'ala opens the doors for his answer. It is with his barakat that Allah Ta'ala inspires the heart of the person who is replying of what should be told to him. The barakat of his coming, his effort, his walking, his writing, whatever the case is. But it was his talab. When the child has that talab, then the bosom of the mother fills with milk for the child. And the child cries for it. So it is his talab that Allah Ta'ala opens the door out and inspires the heart of whoever is replying to him for his answer. And sometimes that answer benefits him and benefits even the person who answered it to. Because it never occurred in his mind also before that. So this mashwara Allah has placed ajeeb barakat in it. That is why this is something that is the system by which things happen. And let alone in other things, we find in all worldly things also, person makes mashwara and that mashwara opens a doorway for him. So this is a process, this is a system. And in this way, step for step, as we said, nothing happens overnight. But we got our direction, we got our destination, step for step a person moves forward. 
Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, grant me, grant all of us his muhabbat, his qurb, make our complete kamil islah and tazkiyah, make us his sincere and true servants. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين. سنسوي يا جادر الملك ذكر فرفي منزم دوان. موسیقی بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم ہو جائے میرا دل ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطہ دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بستا دم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو 
چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہم لك الحمد کلہ و لك شکر کلہ اللہم لا نحسی ثنان علیک انت کما اسنیت علی نفسک جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہلو ربنا غلمنا انفسنا و علم تغفر لنا و ترحمنا لنکونن من الخاسرین رب اغفر ورحم وعفو وتکرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العاز الاکرم ربنا توفنا مسلمین والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحین غیر خزایا ولا نداما ولا مفتونین ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله اومس مرسيفل الله اومس كاين الله اومس كومباشنت الله اومس بلوفينغ الله اله العالمين يا الله اوت اوف يور غريس اند ميرسي يا الله فورغيف اس يا الله اله العالمين اكسبت اور غادرينج يو توداي يا الله اله العالمين ات ذس دي اوف ذا نايت ات ذس تايم اوف ذا نايت يا الله اون ا ويك نايت اون ا ويكند نايت وين ا فري نايت بيپل وود هاف بين ويفر دي وي يا الله Your servants, Ya Allah, sacrifice this time to be here, remembering you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you accept it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make it a means of our Islam and Tazkiyah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make it a means of our Kamil reformation, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let our Batin and Zahir be reformed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us yours, Ya Allah. You become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us that type of human beings, Ya Allah, that you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us the true followers of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, let us be the true reflection of our Mashaykh, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us all the akhlaq that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to live that life, that mu'asharat that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught, Ya Allah. Enable us to fulfill that mu'amalat that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us the ibadat that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let our whole life be according to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Allah save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Allah save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, clean our hearts out of all the evils, Ya Allah. Remove the pride, the jealousy, the malice. Ilahul Alameen, all the 
evils of the heart, Ya Allah, wipe it out and clean it out of our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of salah, Ya Allah. The love of zikr and dua, give us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us, Ya Allah, the sweetness of ibadat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make sin totally detested in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, fill their qabrs with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Allah grant them jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen at the time of our death, take us with the kalim, Allah, ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us death on kamil iman, Ya Allah, death on tawbat and rasuh, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from death in the condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our covers gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shifaat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, grant us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are in any difficulties and hardships, remove their difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those who are in financial difficulties, Ya Allah, remove their financial difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, whatever worries and anxieties anybody has, Ya Allah, remove their worries and anxieties also, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamira, daima. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah, fulfill all their needs, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fulfill all their pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove every difficulty and calamity from their way, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-aliyya al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi Sayyiduna Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabihi al-ma'in wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi